You are Locked On Angels, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Angels. Welcome to Locked On Angels. Keep it locked. Locked on. We're locked on, sir. Locked On Angels. What up, Angel fans? My name is Lucas Sardo, your host of Locked On Angels today. The resident social cynic would like to welcome you to your daily Angels update here on Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Whew. Do we have a show in store for you today? Talk a little Shohei, then we'll talk a little Mike Trout, and then we got Trivia Thursday. This is a big show, real big show today. Um... And a day after I talked about how I feel like things on the podcast might be getting a little monotonous, we don't have a lot of excitement, um, we had a big day in Angel's, you know, corners, I guess you could say. Um, obviously, we had the Shohei Otani Tommy John news yesterday, so let's talk about that to open this show. Shohei gets the news. He's going to have to have Tommy John, so he decides to put on an absolute show. Show with the SHO, obviously. At the plate, at least. Goes 4 for 4 with 2 home runs, 3 RBIs, 4 four runs scored. Uh, Pretty funny, honestly. (laughs) Just overall that he does this. Kind of just shows his superhuman nature of Shohei. But... Don't let Shohei Otani going 4 for 4 distract you from the fact that he is not going to pitch until 2020. I absolutely hated all the spin zones on the Tommy John news too. Like, oh, he's really going to have this going to have the surgery anyway. He was going to have it anyway. Like, oh, really? Well, if that was the case, why didn't we do that in June? Real like seriously. If if we were going to have to have that surgery, why didn't we just get it out of the way? Jeff Fletcher tweeted, this one just blew my mind. He's like, if we had the surgery in June, he's out till 2020. If we have it until September, if we have the, the surgery in September, he's out until 2020. If we have the surgery in October, he's out until 2020. Like, yeah, Jeff, that's probably true. But if we have the surgery in June, maybe we end up moving some players more before the trade deadline. Maybe we don't get excited that Shohei's going to be back on the mound in September. Maybe I don't have to come on this podcast and just go off on the entire Shohei situation for even thinking about letting him pitch again. I just absolutely hate the entire thing. Like, did we did we know that he was going to have to have surgery? I don't think so. I think they were very optimistic that the stem cell thing was going to work. But this was like the worst case scenario. Literally the worst case scenario happened. They did the stem cell thing and it didn't work. And now you're losing him for the entire 20, the entirety of 2020. And what blows my mind is there were no setbacks in bullpens or anything like that. Like maybe we should have been taking MRIs after, you know, the 30 pitch bullpen sessions to see how the UCL was handling that because there's no way that 
it's just a coincidence that it just happened when he came out here for this game situation. I just have a hard time believing that. And it just, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, I told you so or anything like that, but this is kind of what I was expecting, right? He's going to not fit, not, he's going to come back, pitch, hurt the UCL more. Now we're going to need Tommy John and now we don't get to see him pitch until 2020. Like that's, I said that, I said that on this podcast and now it happened. So Cue the tweets, yeah, Lucas, but at least it happened now and not next year. And now we know we need starting pitching this offseason. What? Like, yes, sure. Whatever. But honestly, we, we're always going to need starting pitching going to this offseason. Shohei going down doesn't change that fact. Plus, you're saying, oh, don't worry, he'll be able to hit next season. Great. He, he would have hit next season no matter what also. But now we don't get to see him on the mound. He he tore he he didn't even tear it. It's a, still a sprain. But he essentially is gonna have to have Tommy John surgery after pitching in a meaningless game in September. Congratulations, that's just great. I just hate this entire situation that we've got this team in right now. So by all means bring on your Shohei takes i'm all for it i'm ready to go to war with my ideas whatever you say i am just really upset with the whole way this thing has transpired ultimately um right when the news dropped yesterday Stu matthews from uh halo heaven texted me and said i can't wait to talk about this with you on the podcast so that's going to be coming up on monday for you guys um but you know what let's not live in the past what happened has happened. So where do we go from here? We're going to get the surgery done. He's not going to pitch next season. And don't let him pitch next season. But apparently he'll be able to swing a bat. So we'll see where he's at in spring training. So it's looking like next season he's just going to be a full-time DH. Which is going to put us in a very weird spot with with Albert Pujols. Because let's be honest... Albert Pujols just isn't a first is a full, is not a full time first baseman anymore. So whoever the manager is next season, are they going to let Shohei hit against lefties? Probably not. So we're going to get Shohei platooned at the DH spot next year. We're just going to see awesome talent out of him. Can't wait. Also, here's I I just touched on this. About he's not going to pitch next season. He's having the surgery. Can we learn from the mistake that we made this year. And not let him touch a baseball. For all of 2019 please. Like. Literally. Don't let him do it. We don't need any setbacks. We don't need any meaningless starts in September. Just leave him alone. Let him swing a baseball bat. That is it. There is absolutely no reason for him to be on a mound next season. If we make the playoffs, maybe. We'll talk about it. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But as of right now, no more Shohei Sundays until 2020, please. If we've learned anything from this whole whole situation, I hope it's that we need to just let the human body heal. But hey, everybody got what they wanted. Everybody wanted him back on the mound. And for him to blow the elbow out in September, congrats, everybody.
You got what you wanted. And now I can sit here and say, ha, I told you so. But whatever. On to the next thing. Coming up next, I'm going to stay on my soapbox with my gear grinder. But first, if you want to sponsor the show, hit us up. LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. We'll reach out to you. We'll talk to you. Can't wait. Coming up next, we got a fun gear grinder. You know what really grinds my gears? Okay. Alright. Let's do this. I may have lost some Twitter followers yesterday for a tweet I sent out right when the Shohei news broke. My tweet said this. In quotes. Nobody else will have the balls to say it, so I'll say it. Trade Mike Trout. End quote. End quote. And boy, if I didn't get some backlash from Angel's Twitter yesterday. I've been in some good old-fashioned sports arguments with Patrick before, but Angel's Twitter was not backing down for them this one. And I like that. I like that everybody is believing in something and sticking with it. Much like politics, though, we're all going to have a different outlook on things and a different opinion. And you know what? You're going to stick up for it and and believe it and you're going to argue it. And I like that. I like that just about, you know, the human nature and the, and everything. And I'm there and I have my opinion and I'm going to live and die by it. Um, so if what a guy like Jared Timms said in his tweet was correct when he said, say trade trout and I'll block you. I'm going to lose at least one follower <laughs> after at least that tweet and um, what I'm about to say right now. <laughs> um, side note regarding Jared, uh, a dedicated listener to this podcast, Deron Swanson, you you hear a lot of his questions on here on, on Fridays. He's at Halo and Clips, who also d- disagreed with me yesterday. He had an idea. He said uh, his quote, Idea, at Locked on Angels, bring on Jared Timms to debate this Mike, Tra- Mike Trout trade stuff and duke it out. Let's go. That's the end of his quote. Well, you know what, guys? I'm going to let you know. The super fight, or the super debate, has been scheduled. Lucas versus Jared, in regards to the Mike Trout trade talk, will take place on Tuesday, and we will be airing the episode for you to listen to on Wednesday. I can't wait. It's going to be... The super debate of the century on this, in in angel circles at least. But, back to my soapbox. The biggest thing I saw out of the replies yesterday was a couple things. The first being, what is the return that you're going to get from Mike Trout? And whatever it is, it's not worth it. You know, you might be right. You might be right. We're obviously not going to trade the greatest baseball player of all time for the second greatest baseball player of all time, right? Like, that makes sense. However, 
if you trade Mike Trout, you're going to get back, I'd say, at least three, maybe four, maybe five pieces that can shape this Angels team into what it could be in the future. And you know what? Just to prove my point, I'm going to point you in a direction of a very similar situation that the Angels found themselves in at one point in their franchise's history. Surely, many of you will remember the name Jim Fergosi, right? I'm sure you do. Played his first 11 seasons with the Angels. In that time span, he was a six-time All-Star and a gold glove at shortstop. You ever gone to Angel Stadium and looked out in right field and seen the number 11 in a circle underneath the scoreboard? That's Jim. Okay? Here's the thing, though. You guys know the Angels traded him? After his 11 season with the Angels, he was a perennial all-star. And they traded him to the Mets in 1971. Do you want to know what the trade... You don't want... You know... Do you want to know why you trade studs sometimes? Let's remember our storied history here. The Angels in that time span had never made the playoffs. At that time point, in the history of the Angels, they had never made the playoffs. 1971. So, in 1971, they trade their All-Star. In return, you got a four-player package deal from the Mets. You got Leroy Stanton. He went on to play for the Angels for about five more years after that. Don Rose, a pitcher who only pitched in 16 games with the team. Frank Estrada, who never even came up with the club. I think he played one major league appearance, and it was with the Mets. So now you're probably trying to think, where's Lucas going with this? Well, there's one more guy in this trade, and you might have heard of him. He's my personal favorite Angel of all time. And when you look out in right field at Angel Stadium, you'd see the number 30 in a circle. It's Nolan frickin' Ryan. At the time, the Mets didn't like him. They said he was wild, couldn't control his stuff. Ultimately, they gave up on him. The Angels saw the young potential in the 24-year-old pitcher at the time, so they traded away their 11-year veteran all-star shortstop. And the return they got was another Angels legend, another Hall of Famer, who ultimately was a vital part in the Angels clinching the playoffs in 1979 for the first time in their franchise's history. So, we've already seen in our franchise... A time where you can trade away one of your big pieces, get back a little bit of a return, and see future growth. And let me get ahead of all the people that are going to say, Lucas, what the hell? Jim Fergosi's not Mike Trout? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. You're 121 million percent correct. Mike Trout is 100 times better than Jim Fergosi was. And that's not even close. Trout is insanely better. I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not that crazy, right? But if we got Nolan Ryan and three duds out of a deal for Jim Fergosi, imagine what we could get for Mike Trout. That's what I'm trying to say. Could you get a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and a Bo Bichette deal from the Blue Jays? Probably. Trout's not going to the Blue Jays, though. Could it be like a Eloy Jimenez and Michael Kopech deal from the White Sox? Maybe. Also, by the way, all these people I'm naming are in the top 10 current prospects. And this next one, 
There's a lot of people speculating he could go to the Yankees if he becomes a free agent, right? Could you put a package together with the Yankees that returns Glaber Torres, Miguel Andujar, Justice Sheffield, Albert Abreu, and maybe one other guy? Those are literally four of their top six prospects. And two of them are already proven Major League Baseball players. So if you get to a point, because this was the other thing that came up. A lot of people were saying, oh, well, Trout would resign. Maybe. Maybe he'll sign an extension. But, like, you're a little naive to think he becomes a free agent and comes back to Anaheim. And quite frankly, for all the people that are like, oh, you know what, he's happy in Anaheim. Maybe. I mean, who's not happy in Southern California, first of all? But I think the competitor in Mike Trout wants to be in the playoffs. I know I would. I'm sure you would if you were a professional baseball player. And it's not like he's going to get paid less money to go to a contender. If he hits free agency, sign a blank check. That's what they're going to have Mike Trout do. Right? So he could get paid more money than he potentially would in Anaheim, plus be on a good team. Sounds like a good deal to Mike Trout, right? I mean, all this is going to be lost, at least for the coming offseason, because obviously the pot was stirred on Twitter yesterday, and somebody asked Billy Epler, and he said, we will not be trading Mike Trout. Okay, whatever. But I want to say this to the people that are about ready to turn off this podcast and unsubscribe and never listen to this again. If we figure out a way to get a contract extension done with Mike Trout, by all means, 110% do that. That's not even close. Like, keep him in Anaheim. I just don't think we're going to find an extension for him, personally. I don't see that happening. And that's because I don't know if we have the tools to persuade him to stay in Anaheim. If we do, awesome. But because I don't want you guys to think I'm giving up on Mike Trout. Or like I hate seeing him in Anaheim. If you're thinking that's my take, you're wrong. I want him to be an angel as long as humanly possible. But at the end of the day... Mike is human also, and $400 million is a lot of freaking money. And he could get that on the open market. Like, he could get, like, um, Giancarlo Stanton's making 320, he has a $325 million contract? You're telling me Mike Trout can't get 400? Bryce Harper this offseason might get 400. I, he shouldn't, but he might. I challenge any of you, sitting in your car, sitting at your desk, right this second, to put yourself in Trout's shoes. Somebody comes up to you, you're the best at your job, somebody comes up to you and says, $400 million, but you have, and to, to keep doing your job, but you have to move. You can't stay in Anaheim. Do you stay, or do you go? Come on. Seriously. I gotta say, me personally, I'll be honest, I'm taking the money. 
I'm thinking about my generations in my family that I'm going to be able to help and support with this money. Ultimately, I think that's what Trout does too. Sports has just turned into the money thing now. You look at football players that are holding out. Le'Veon Bell is currently screwing my fantasy football team this week because of money issues. And I understand, Mike Trout isn't like most people. He's not like most athletes, and he seems like a really simple man. He seems like a really genuine man. But I think he also knows what all that money could ultimately do for himself and for his family. We always talk about Mike Trout being a family man. Dude comes from a small town in New Jersey. He can set up his family forever. I mean, come on. You want to talk Mike Trout and money? These are current Major League athletes that are making more money than Mike Trout. Current contracts, okay? These aren't ones that have expired. Current contracts. These, these people are making more money than Mike Trout. Jacoby Ellsbury, Masahiro Tanaka, Matt Kemp, Chris Davis, Jason Hayward, Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols, Robinson Cano, Prince Fielder. He doesn't even play baseball anymore. All those guys currently have a bigger contract than Mike Trout. You look at non-baseball players that are making more money than Mike Trout on their current contract. Gareth Bale, Blake Griffin, Steph Curry, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Mike Conley. Trout takes that contract. He's the highest paid player in all of sports. And he deserves it. Without a doubt. You can't argue that, right? If we can offer Trout that contract, sure. Do it. I love watching the guy play. He's awesome. If we can't offer him that contract ex extension, though, at least we kind of would receive value out of him, right? You can't just let him walk. You can't just let him be a free agent. Because then, the $400 million man, we got no return for him. That's why people trade other players at the trade deadline. Manny Machado, that's why the Orioles traded him. Because they knew they couldn't get a contract extension done. He walked. And the closer we get to 2020, that he doesn't have an extension, it really makes me believe he walks. Honestly. And I think you're a little just wrong, flat out wrong, to just say, nah, play out his contract to free agency. Just let him be an angel until free agency. Because you want to watch him play baseball? You want to see him in an Angels uniform? There was a person that responded to me yesterday and said, I would rather continue to drive my 15-minute drive to watch the Angels play with Mike Trout than rather see him trade. traded. I, I honestly, I, I can't believe that kind of statement because personally... The Angels have never... This is my thought. The Angels have never made the playoffs with Mike Trout. Never. In eight seasons of Mike Trout, they have never made the playoffs. Personally, I would rather make my 15-minute drive to Angel Stadium and watch the Angels win without Mike Trout. Because they haven't been doing it with him. <laughs> Bottom line, there's cold hard facts. They have won zero. Count them. Zero playoff games with Mike Trout. 
They have made the playoffs once with Mike Trout. That season, they had the best record in baseball, couldn't win a playoff game. Got swept by the freaking Royals, by all, of all people. So, are we just going to sit here and say, yeah, let's just keep watching Mike Trout. Because that's what we enjoy doing. You can watch Mike Trout on any other team, by the way. He's going to be at the stadium. Like, if he goes to the Yankees, he'll be at the stadium. You can come back and watch Mike Trout. I want this team to be good. This is bigger than Mike Trout. Are we happy sitting here? Like, honestly, three days ago, when we are getting rolled by the Astros, when we are losing to the Mariners, or um, the, the Mariners too, the Rangers, have we been happy lately as a fan base watching this team just be a mediocre 500? No. Personally, I have not been happy. And I know a lot of Angels Twitter has not been happy either. Is the is anything happening with Mike Trout? Yes. Personally with him, stuff is happening. Is the team winning? No. We're a 500 team. We haven't made the playoffs in four years. There are other teams in Major League Baseball that are doing it without Mike Trout. We can't do it with him. So, if he walks, get something out of it. There's a future after Mike Trout. We have to understand that. That's my Mike Trout rant. I know a lot of you are going to disagree with this. Shoot me your tweets. I can't wait. Bring it on. Let's get it going. Coming up next, we are going to get you your Trivia Thursday question. Trivia Thursday. Here we go. I mentioned earlier that the Angels clinched their first ever playoff berth in 1979 as a franchise, which is awesome. Um, who was the manager of that team? Do you know? That's my question for the day. It's interesting. Angels have an off day Thursday. They're headed to Chicago to play the White Sox. I'm sure we'll have some fun with that when we'll be able to play the what's the cheapest ticket in the ballpark game. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say about this team from here on out. But that's all I got for you today. I'm Lucas Sardo. You can find me on my personal Twitter at LucasSardo13. I had fun yesterday, honestly, going back and forth with a lot of people. Um, more importantly, though, be sure to follow our Twitter page, which is where... Most of the hate was coming from um, at Locked On Angels. Also, the person that like tweeted at Locked On Sports, it, I think the tweet said at Locked On Sports. These aren't the takes I want from my Locked On Angels. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I thought that was really clever. Um, but hey, don't don't tweet at my boss, guys. Like, come on. Whoa, 
take it easy <laughs> let's take it up with me before we go to my boss how about that um no i'm not i'm just kidding that was really funny um unless you were serious then whoa sorry but for all the updates and other things regarding the show go to our website lockedonangels.com uh if you ever any other questions or comments shoot us an email lockedonangels at gmail.com that's all i got for you guys today I'll be back tomorrow with our mailbag, Friday mailbag. So send us the Friday mailbag questions. Let's get that going. But go Halos. Adios.